Hey everyone, welcome back to Jams, a podcast where I sit down with a mate and talk about an album of their choice. This week, my good friend Chris stops by to talk about a 2004 collab between Mad Lib and MF Doom, Mad Villainy. We discuss where this album places in Doom's discography, how Mad Lib was turning out 100 beats a week in the, during the process of creating this album, why we never got an official second release by the duo, along with the effect this album had on Chris's music taste, and a whole lot more. So with that said, let's cut to Chris and myself talking about Mad Villainy. You were going to say something. You have that look on your face. Oh, but where are you starting off? I'm starting, trying to start from the beginning. So, we're choosing like what- al- Oh, okay. Explaining what album we're talking about this week. Okay. We're talking about Mad Villain. Mad Villain. Mad Villainy. Two- best, uh, best underground hip hop album of all time. Best number one. Oh, 100%. Are you just saying that for the podcast or are you just- No, genuinely. Number one. Yeah. So, was this what got you into Doom or is this- Yes. Right. I would say so. I can't remember the exact time that I first listened to it. I think I was in year eight, year nine. It was a guy at school that we used to like kind of bounce music off to each other. I don't know how he found Doom, Mm -hmm. but it was through Mad Villain. Right. So, Um, that was the one that sort of made him like popular, at least in your little circle. Yeah. Yeah. And then went off and listened to all of his, like, you know, yeah, all of his solo stuff anyways. I didn't find, like, all, like, Danger Doom and JJ Doom and all that until, mm, like, much later on. Right. But all Operation Doomsday, yep. uh, Victor Vaughn, uh, Food, like, you know, all that. Yeah. That was all, right. that was all during that time. So, that was, you heard this album, you you went and found all the other Doom albums and that was sort of it for you, right? Like, that's when you started becoming like a major fan of Doom. Yeah. Is that, because he's your favorite artist. He's your favorite, like, rapper at least, right? I would say rapper, yeah. 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 Right. And so, do you think that's been like that since you've heard of Mad Villainy for the first time or was, did that take a lot of, did that take a while? No, I think it took a while. Right. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't just like an instant. No, because I mean, like all of his lyrics and stuff are pretty obscure and yeah, like just really odd. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think what initially drew was Madlib. That's yeah. sort of like the initial pull of that whole album, especially when you're younger and you don't really give a fuck about you know, yeah, lyrics and yeah. all that all that much. Even from that, and then you kind of go off and start listening to like Lord Quaz kind of like records and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, what was what was Black Bastards? Oh, uh, that uh, was KMD. That yeah, was KMD, yeah, 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 yeah. So it all just like expanded. Right, you went down that rabbit yeah. hole. Yeah. <laughs> so with Madlib, was that sort of a similar thing where you heard Mad Villainy and then you went off and listened to a lot of Madlib stuff, or was that later on? Like I haven't even listened to that much Madlib solo stuff. Right. I think I know like that sort of circle of friends that I had. I will listen to Doom and all of that. Mm. And we go off and listen to Quasimodo. And yeah, so, I mean, that was kind of like the start. It was Doom, like Mad Villain and Quas was mm-hmm. sort of the, it was like the entry point into that whole real like underground sound of yeah. hip hop. It was like those two very in particular. Yeah, I think they, I think they pioneered a whole genre at this point. Like they were really one of the first people to, you know, when they listened to Mad Villain, there was nothing else like it. And there still hasn't really been much like it there's been a lot inspired by this album but it hasn't really been anyone to really no. do it the same do it as well as they did yeah 
And I think it kind of set the trajectory of Doom's uh, discography as well. I think before, even with like Operation Doomsday and stuff, yeah, it was very traditionally hip hop right. influenced. So it was coming off from that sort of like MF crew that he had because they were all uh, like, was it MF MF Grimm as well? Yeah, very like traditional. Mm. Kind of like rap bass and then, because then Doom was like sampling and stuff as well, like doing like his own producing and then it was getting like really like weird, obscure and I think that a lot of that was based off or influenced by Madlib as well, like his sort of producing style. Mm. And then just, so the weird flows and obscure lyrics and that, it just fit that whole, like if you have strange beats, mm. you're going to have strange lyrics as well yeah it can <laughs> be, strange yeah. flows and everything like that yeah i think with madlib and doom they all like in this album especially they always have a slightly off beat and the fact that they both like madlib's creating beats off beat almost and then doom's rapping off beats as well like they sort of like complement each other really well in that sense a hundred percent yeah like yeah there's that i don't know you can tell that they were made a really good team on this album and i think the whole process of it was relatively fast yeah i think it was well yeah. there was that uh, i think it was a leak that came out yeah about it and yeah. so it could have been released a lot earlier yeah and it just and it just like didn't. yeah they were just like well yeah yeah most of it's out already <laughs> like we don't need to work on anything but before that yeah i think like madly wrote all the beats in like three weeks or something it was crazy so like yeah the process of that was ridiculous like i got some like notes here and he was i think doom was saying like he had a hundred beats at a time from madlib and he yeah. could like barely keep up because madlib is just so on it when it comes to creating beats yeah like his work ethic is so impressive that he just was turning out these beats like a hundred per a couple days which is ridiculous yeah like so why did you choose this one out of all of the albums because i know that you're quite into music and you probably could have talked about like a black sabbath album or anything like that mm. So, why this album in particular? I think maybe it's just because of the sort of range that hip-hop has. And like, it's sort of accessible to most. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a... So, when you talk about... I don't know. Like, when I think about music that I typically, like, listen to most of the time mm-hmm. and it's all, like, kind of obscure metal records and stuff. Yeah. It's like, you don't want to just... Talk about talk, talk about something that only you know, and then everyone's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, sounds yeah, yeah. cool." <laughs> it's like at least with hip hop, like everyone's kind of got that that basis of, like you know, I don't know if you talk about hip hop influences, it's like you know, all oh, when it comes from Biggie and Tupac and stuff like that, like yeah. all the so like the golden era, yeah. And everyone's like, "Oh, yeah," like everyone has a reference point of like everyone knows sort of where it's coming from. Right, yeah. And so, if we're talking about hip-hop, it's like, I feel like Mad Villain's the only <laughs> the only one that really still gets me, like, super mm-hmm. excited. Right. Like, there's a real theme to it. It's, it's Yeah, it's, like, super thematic, conceptual. And yet, there just hasn't been anything like it since. Yeah. So, it's, like, the only sort of one that I gravitate to mm-hmm. even still. Oh, when did it release? 2004. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's so like, what? Too. Yeah, so it's coming up to what's that? Seventeen years? No, sorry, no, eighteen years. Oh wow, there you go. Yeah, eighteen years this year. Yeah. All right, back to it. We can talk to Future J Man because Future J Man's going to edit this, and you can say anything you want to him, and he'll hear it and chuckle. Oh, but then he'll cut it out. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'll keep it in. (laughs) And call me little bitch or something. I don't know. 
Call you a little bitch. Well, the future J-Man, so not yeah. me right now, but the man I will be. <laughs> J-Man just keeps getting better. I'm like a fine <laughs> wine, baby. <laughs> okay, so with, yeah, because you're saying this was like in year eight, this album was shown to you. Yeah. So, you think that had a ma- like a major effect on your music taste after that? Like, was there a clear yeah. before and after of you? Like, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the first song I would have heard and probably that everyone would have heard back then was All Caps. Right. And even like the music video and everything like that as well. I think back then, sort of, I think personas and concepts really, like that's kind of what I gravitate towards in music. I remember- Obviously, Mad Villain. Yeah. Uh, even Cosimodo. Yeah. Like, being Mad Lib. Yeah. And, like, Odd Future and that of, like, the different... different yeah, it's, like, different personas that people, like... And I don't know, that just always, like... I don't know, kind of gravitated towards a lot of that stuff. Right. Yeah, so I don't know if it was if it was Doom in general who mm-hmm. sort of, like, made me want to explore into, to like, that experimental... Yeah. That thing, because around that same time and through the same circle of friends who were discovering like death grips but even like dilla yeah like all like the the really good beat makers like around the time and, but i think that would have started from mad lib yeah and then Next from time. there you're like and then I'm, and then what was it then there was like j lib and stuff like that yeah so right. it was like oh well we like mad lib yeah so you go from mad lib then you find j lib so then you find Jay Diller. Right. And then from Jay Diller, you find uh, yeah. uh, New Jabbers and all that. So, it's mm. like a natural progression. And but Mad Villain definitely like started that that rabbit hole. Right. And I think that's really interesting because like back then, like Spotify wasn't really out yet or anything like that. Like it would have been harder to find all these artists. And I think it comes down to like, I guess they were very, they used to make songs with each other and can, like and um, collab a lot more. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not more than they, any do now, but like especially back then. You know, with Doom and um, what was that Quasimodo, but Madlib, but like they're just doing albums with everyone, basically. Like yeah. they both just do so many different albums, so many different people. Yeah, so, yeah. I remember back then, the only way to really find music was through YouTube. Right. Yeah. But that was kind of the the beauty of it. Like obviously with Spotify now, you have like that fans also like kind yeah. of. But YouTube it was like you get recommended some really obscure, weird stuff. Yep. That like, and so, yeah, you just naturally fall down rabbit hole like that. Yeah. And so, when you, so when we're looking up, um, you know, like Madville and all caps and it's on the Stones Throw YouTube channel and then suddenly, uh, you know, Quasimodo's, I can't remember. The first album? Yeah. What was his first one? I'm going to kick myself when I hear it. The Unseen. The Unseen, yeah. (laughs) I remember you showed me this because when you made me the J-Man playlist. Oh, yeah. What, for, did I put Quaz on there? Yeah, you, yeah, you oh. put a couple of songs in there. Because I knew the album art when I was like listening to this album. I'm like, where did I know it from? And it was from that playlist that you made me for. <laughs> Which is still one of the best gifts I think I've ever received. It was- <laughs> I know, it's still up there. Like it's so, the, yeah. it's you're probably, I, I feel like I had more followers than just you on it. I think they're like three maybe. <laughs> It was so good. It's just like what a hundred songs, wasn't it? It was just like just a lot of weird shit that you like, and it was so good. <laughs> shit all the time. And when we were in the going to, I was listening to it in a car, and then I was at set of lights, and you were just next to me. It was I like going that. to uni. No, yeah. I was going to uni. Yeah, I was right next to it too. Yeah, I like cranking. Like, I no. think yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you run down, down the window and you're like, oh, listen to the playlist. <laughs> a good job, David. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that was a good day. <laughs> so, with this album, is there any major like m- memories that you have associated with certain songs or the album or anything like that? Like, is there any moments throughout mm. the last? I don't know if yeah. there's any particular moments. Right. Yeah. But like a very vivid memory of lis- of like looking at the all caps video, the accordion video. And I had like that sort of fascination of like I was looking up MF Doom yeah. rings like to, <laughs> to to buy like his mask as like a ring and stuff. Yeah, he was just like this sort of enigma of it was just mm. this fascinating mm. character and it was yeah, it was a turned to a bit of a fascination so i i kind of feel like when i look back on high school and that it's kind of there's no particular moment mm. of listening to to an, a, like particular points it just feels like a soundtrack throughout right. that whole period yeah right because that was just so consistent throughout time it was just always sort of yeah in the just e- yeah ever since yeah what was it year seven year nine or something yeah it's just always yeah. been it's playing like, like from then it's not related to doom Hmm. But like listening to the unseen, yeah, at Year Twelve camp, anyone yeah. or you know, Fernie, of course, yeah, 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 good reach out to Fernie, yes, <laughs> yep. And we weren't like super close friends, right? But then we were all laughing out because we were listening to Loop Digger off um off the unseen, yeah, and we we're all just laughing at just how ridiculous it sounded, yeah. and that's probably the one I can like remember right. very specifically. I think yeah, like when making this album you could just sort of tell it was coming through that they were just trying to make each other laugh for the most part especially with doom's lyrics like they were just doing whatever they wanted to to an extent like they just wanted to make each other laugh and just tell funny jokes in oh there's heaps of funny lines was it in great day yeah what the line is before yeah one thing this party could use is more booze (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was so good. I mean, because yeah. like the last word is like stitches, I think. Yeah. In the last word. Yeah, yeah. And he was going to set it up and then just completely <laughs> shut it down. <laughs> yeah. So before like listening to it a lot for this podcast, I actually haven't listened to it top to bottom before, which I didn't really. Know I haven't done. Damn. I think I've tried and I've just, I have a short attention span. So I just didn't get all the way through. Well, it's not that long, is it? No, it's like 40 minutes. It's 46 minutes. So yeah. it's decent, but like. For 22 songs, that's not too bad. There's a lot of short tracks. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of albums, a lot of short tracks. When listening to it, it, it took me a couple of times, even now. Like, I know the main hits, like Accordion, Meat Grinder, like Curls. Like, I sort of get, like, I yeah. listen to those a lot. But then, like, little hidden ones, little songs that I just really enjoyed that I didn't really know. Yeah. Like, prior to it. Like, um, I just like Great Day. I've heard Great Day a couple of times. But listening to it in the album, and especially in the order it's in. Yeah. I think... Throughout the whole album, really, like uh, the songs are enhanced if you listen to it from the top to the bottom. Oh, hundred percent. Like just yeah, the mixing. They yeah, the mix all leads into each other. Back when you know it was only YouTube that we could listen to to albums and stuff. Like my friends and I only listened to first all caps and yeah. and according just because they were the the ones with music videos yeah. and so the, they were the most viewed ones. Exactly. Yeah. And so at the end of accordion, yeah. where it does that, yes. that beat switch into yeah into was it raid? Um, is it accordion and then goes oh. into me? Oh, me grinder. Oh, and yeah, me grinder. Yeah, yeah. Me grinder. Yeah, yeah. But like yeah, before then the beat switch at the start of me grinder, that like initial uh, yeah. sleeping in a jar uh, sample. Mm-hmm. 
So it's, that plays yeah, for yeah. like two bars it does, at yeah. the end of accordion and then it does the, the scratch. Yeah. And I remember thinking, this is before I'd heard the whole album. Right. And when that first, like, those two bars play at the end of that song, I was like, that sounds sick. Why wouldn't they make a full <laughs> beat out of that? Yeah, right. And then you listen to the album and then the next song is, right. like, that's it. Know, yeah. That's the beat. That. Right. Like, well, <laughs> that's what was annoyed me about accordion It's because nine times out of ten, when an album is mixed to the point where, like, you can't listen to it independently- it gets frustrating mm. where it's like you can't listen to accordion without meat grinder type of thing. Yeah. And so, for a while, it would annoy me the outro because I'm like, what is, what, is this, what is this shit? Like, okay, I, it's so different to what I was listening to before and it's for so long. Like, it's mm. not even just a quick hit. It's like, as you were saying, like two bars of yeah. this. But then, like, yeah, when I listen to it, like album, like top to bottom in this run order with meat grinder, now I love the accordion. So, like- Independently now, because I know what comes next and I yeah. sort of know where it's going. Yeah, but yeah, I think all the songs are individually enhanced by the mixing of it. I think Madlib was just so—it's so smooth. I think. Oh yeah. You, you, yeah, smooth <laughs> fuck. Like honestly, like the you amount, don't know when a song starts and ends, but yeah. Oh yeah, I mean the amount of samples. I don't. Know, I think there was a YouTube video, yeah. and it shows all the different samples that oh, yeah. he used in Mad Villain and yeah. it shows like where he gets them from. Oh, really? And right. stuff from like, you know, like really obscure 60 stuff yeah. but that he'd use just for like a tiny sliver mm. of like a background noise. Right. It's like anything to just enhance it, even just that's that slight bit. Yeah. But then also to think that like the amount of knowledge that he must have mm. of record samples and everything yeah. to be able to do, say, all of those mm-hmm. and like- five times as many beats in the matter of weeks yep. yet to use all of the kind of stuff that he was using. Yeah. And I just have like a backlog of just like just insane stuff. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like if he's turning out a hundred out, a hundred songs for Doom just to rap over like six of them, like imagine how many of those are just these instrumentals that yeah. are amazing that are just sitting there on a hard drive. Like oh, yeah. not used on anything. Because I don't think that he would go back and sort of edit stuff. I feel like- from what I saw about Madly Blake. You know, that, that should, that'll be your new or your next uh, mm. thing to do is listen to the, yeah. the Mad Villain remix. Right. Yeah. Because that's, that's the thing. So, that's the topic I want to bring up is that Mad Villainy 2 is sort of out. It's sort of released <laughs> because it is an it is titled like, Mad Villainy 2. Yes. Right? <laughs> but it's a it's a remix of, the, of this album with new beats but with the same vocals from Doom, right? Yes. The Doom actually didn't do anything on this. No. Like it is mad, it's a Mad Lib album, yeah. basically, featuring Doom with some vocals on yeah. it. I wanted to bring that up because at the time of Doom's death, it was it was quoted here saying he was 85% done with Mad Villainy 2. Yeah. So, that means they were working like on Like the it. actual sequel. Yes, the yes. actual one that would- I don't know, would it come out as Mad Villainy 2? I guess they would like- Yeah, I mean, I guess. Mm. Like, because the other one isn't really, like, sure, it's got the title yeah. of Mad Villainy 2, but it it doesn't have the reputation of, oh, Mad Villain has two albums. No, yeah. It's like it's, no one actually thinks it. Which is strange. I don't know why they went with that option. They could have called it anything else. Oh, Mad Villainy 2? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because I thought that they had that idea to have an actual sequel yeah. fairly early on. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. So, while, yeah, doing a bit of research for the album, from what I could tell, it was mainly Mad Lib very keen to do it. Like, he was sending Doom all of these beats and ready to get on it. And Doom didn't seem 
to really want to do it. This this would have been maybe 2006 that Madlib was sending all of this through and Doom just wasn't responding yeah. to it. Do you know when the the remix album came out? Let's have a look. Maybe 2008. Oh, okay. Maybe. Okay, so Mad Villainy 2 was 2008. But yeah, so at least... But I think Mad Villainy 2 came out of frustration from Madlib because he was like, I want to make another album of Mad Villainy, yeah. but Doom isn't... He's off somewhere else yeah. and not really messing with it. So he's gone and independently done this because there was... Because, you know, MF Doom, he could... You know, metal fingers, like he could have actually made beats and done all this stuff. Yeah. But it was completely madly. It's sort of almost like disappointing to an extent because you see, you can hear how like close they are to understand how well they understand each other through yeah. this album and the process of making it. But yeah, so like when they first met, it was something to do with... I think Doom's manager wanted to get like 1500 off Mad Lib. Like, <laughs> I know this story. Yeah. <laughs> For flying them out. Yeah, yeah, LA. yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he really wanted to get that money. So that was like the first thing he did, but it was like Mad Lib's manager and Doom's manager talking about it. But while they were doing that, Mad Lib and Doom met each other and hung out. Yeah. And like Mad Lib's manager knew as soon as they meet, it'll be fine and do whatever. But and he was pretty much counting on that, like, to make sure that he didn't have to pay him, like, yeah. r- straight away. Yeah, exactly. Just get him signed to Stone So, and yeah. then after that, it's fine. And yeah. then they signed that contract mm. on a paper plate. I did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, still, I don't know, not many people to still, like, it's people who wear masks to the extent but no, no not to the sorry not to the extent that doom did it like you got like orville peck i think it's how it's pronounced his name mm-hmm. but he, like, he has a mask yeah and like you never see him sort of without it yeah but i think i don't know with doom it was so important to the point where like in this interview i saw like he didn't have a mask on but he had it right next to him the whole time just in case there was a camera just in case there was anything yeah he'd whip it on straight away which even though people know what he looks like kmd he didn't wear a mask <laughs> yeah exactly you know so like people especially nowadays over the last you know yeah. couple of years dude, like even like every i think it's every mm. album that he has which one it like every album that he oh, has every or every album, album that he's collaborated yeah. on yeah. everything like that it's in there in one form or another yeah yeah like it's mask. never distant from him it was yeah. always a part to think about it, it's just like that's such a distinct and almost obvious idea it's like i want to stand out from everyone i'm going to wear a mask type of thing yeah but i think it wasn't that wasn't doom's intent i don't think it was doom's to be like i'm going to get famous off having a mask no and be sort of like <laughs> which <laughs> but i think it was to more to become like it, who cares about what is it just like separate himself from like the person behind the mask. Yeah. You know? And I think it relates to that that line in Figaro, best MC with no chain you ever heard. Yeah. It's like the yeah. whole glamour of or just like the you know, the look of it doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you got, you know, chains and nice clothes and everything like that. The dude would wear like a s a an an old gross sweater <laughs> like <laughs> like for all of his interviews and stuff. It looks like from yeah. the seventies or something. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you know, like big chains and mm. big watches and all that and yeah. Jordans and it's yeah. like straight just about the music. Yeah. That's all it was. I think that's almost makes it more impressive that Doom always stuck to that because, you know, a lot of people rely on the aesthetic of the view, like of how you look and how you present yourself and you have to sort of be a personality on top of 
being an artist. Yeah. I think Doom did it all just- There was a personality there, but you didn't- No one really knows what Doom Malaya was like. Knows a per- like, Knows like a, a actual person. Right. Yeah. Like him- uh, Himself. Yeah. Persona-wise, we've got a pretty good idea of what he's trying to portray there. And but uh, all the rest. Like even his- I think it was when everyone found out that he died mm. from his wife's Instagram yeah. page or something. Yeah. He's still wearing a mask in mm-hmm. the thing that's like yeah. meant to remember him by. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like- a, that was just him in the end. Mm-hmm. And everyone, uh, it's kind of like morbid, but everyone's just like, that's like the perfect mm. way for him to go. We didn't find out until two months later. Yeah, two months. Yeah. And it's kind of like has that whole mm. sort of villain concept of like, yeah, you do your thing and then you just disappear. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and it was like, like this is this is like it's like obviously we don't want him to go, but it's like if this is the way, this is like kind of perfect. Yeah, right. For it to happen, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, and a, and a part of me was sort of was like in, in disbelief originally. It was just like, oh no, nah, he'll come back somehow. This is just yeah. This is just him pulling pulling our chain because he's a villain. Like he's yeah, exactly. he's gonna you know fuck around with us, and then a year later he's gonna pop up with another album. Yeah, and we'll be back to normal. Yeah, and I think that's a bit of wishful thinking on my behalf. But like, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a lot of that too, though. Right. Because I don't know. Yeah, we just still don't know what he was like. Like, we can get the impression that he was a very good person. He probably really wouldn't do something like that. Like, lie to all. Oh, no, no, no. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> but because we're not certain, there's a chance type of thing where it's yeah. like, I think that's where it sort of like stems from. But like, back to Lamarck, I got a quote, like, it's just saying like, um, it doesn't matter what you look like, that like, your race, your style, you can be cute or fucking ugly. Like, the only thing that matters is come down to the music, which is... So in, like impressive and, and so inspiring to think that he, you know, it could, yeah, it could be anyone behind the mask and he's not relying on any other Yeah, aspect. well, he did that. Um, I don't know what concert it was. And then I yeah. think it was Hannibal Buress <laughs> that came out with the mask and Doom did not come at all. <laughs> it wasn't And there. so, it's like a place into that whole, you know, obviously no one knows because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Buress had the mask on and everything yeah. like that. But everyone's just like, we paid for these fucking tickets and you still haven't shown. But then it ties back into, oh, he's a villain. He's supposed to kind of do right. this kind of stuff. <laughs> Dude, he, he did that more, yeah, more than once. And it wasn't even with Hannibal. Like, even Hannibal, like, took the mask off and said, hey, it was... Yeah. Other people just didn't take the mask no, off. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it just, like, got the audience. And it's like... And it's such a perfect idea. Like, that, oh, you would be shitty, but... And also, like, yeah, he's... He's the villain. We're seeing a character called like the MF Doom, the villain. Like, yeah. he's going to pull shit like that. And I think it adds so much more to oh, his character. Yeah. The fact that he brought it through to the real world as well, not just through albums, but he actually- he, sort Yeah, of- yeah. You know, I'm actually really glad that there isn't a second- Not that I'm glad, I'm just- I'm, I'm, I'm very like- I'm very okay with there not being a second mad villain. Record. Right. Like, so, I, why is that? Just the, the the first, like, because to me, I think that's like a perfect 10 right. record. Yeah. I don't want that to be, like, taken away from. Yeah. Like, I feel like that the, the, the Mad Villainy remix was mm-hmm. kind of like, it's not necessary. No, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. cool to have. Yeah. It's like having the, the Mad Villainy instrumental album yeah. too. It's like, yeah, that's cool to have. Yeah. It's like, I don't... Same with like an instrumental. It's like an instrumental album. Yeah. I don't see that as oh, this is part of the discography. Yeah, no, of no, Mad yeah. I don't see Mad Villainy Two as part of the discography. And I think right. like just the one, mm. 
So yeah, I don't know if I mm. if it's if it doesn't li- I don't think it can live up to especially the amount of time that's elapsed from yeah. the first to the second. I don't yeah. think the second ever could mm. if it ever does get finished could yeah. e- could ever mm. um you know live up to the hype, especially after his death as well. Like there's a bit there'd be a lot writing yeah. on that album. So it's like then to hear it and for it to not be like you know, a, a twelve, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. we expect. It's like, yeah, um, yeah. I, I think if I was around at the time that it was released initially, and there was, you know, like a year or two past, I'm just like, oh come on, where, where's where's that yeah. second yeah. But It's been out for so long that I'm not still like holding on for like, oh yeah. number two's coming out soon. Yeah. So I'm I'm totally condemned with there right. being one. Yeah, and in, in in a way, I hope that it that that it doesn't come out. Oh, not like a fit. I don't. I, yeah, I don't know. No, I, I, I have a weird feeling about it. About about seeing a second one. Yeah, right. Because the expectations would be so high, it would be almost. Impossible oh yeah, to I will be impossible, mate. Yeah, I know very well that I that I that won't think that it'll be better than. Also, because like because so much time's surpassed, there's so many yeah uh, memories and and everything mm-hmm. attached to the first one. It's like it's more than just piece of music at this point yeah i think everyone can i think everyone understands that in yeah. some respect yeah of like there's some there's some albums and everything yeah. that isn't just like you can't show someone in them to yeah to like fully you know understand or encapsulate what it means to you because mm. you've got so much yeah with it it's like yeah, it's more yeah. than just 40 minutes of <laughs> of beats and some dude rapping over yeah, right yeah yeah so who knows I'll still listen to it if I can't oh, of course because yeah. <laughs> yeah like you know if it is 85% done it would almost be like not a bit of, well, maybe a bit of sweet is the way to put it but like with KMD's second album Doom was left to finish that or Doom Layer was meant to finish that by himself because his brother's passed and then mm. the third member left and Doom still finished it. Like he still got that last 10% done and like put it out. So it would almost be like, yeah, bittersweet if Madlib would have to finish that without Doom, finish that 10%. Yeah. Just like Doom did back in the day. But that sort of, you know, yeah, brings it back to the point I want to talk about is like, yeah, Doom's death. I remember, you know, reading the, the Instagram message mm. and I didn't know, I, I, I didn't believe it at first. I'm like, oh, come on, this is, he's not yeah. dead. He's 49. Like he's not. Mm. Yeah, it was just, and I'm not even like, I, you know, I really like Doom's music and I understand like he's probably one of the greatest MCs to ever live and ever will. Yeah. But like, you know, I'm not the biggest fan in the world and it still like affected me like mm. a lot. So, how did that sort of, yeah, affect you on that? Like figure, finding out that Doom is past. It's like, oh shit. Right. That was like the big yeah one from like, you know, listening to him for ages. Mm-hmm. And then something's gone like, you know, I could, I feel like I'll feel that when Ozzy Osbourne or someone goes. Yeah. But I don't think I've really felt felt Mm. that before. Like I remember, like say when, when Bowie died. Yeah. I still wasn't huge into him. Yeah. And then I got into him later on. Yeah. And it's like, I think it's different with bands as well because like, you know, I like, I love Black Sabbath, not just because of Ozzy, but because of Tony Iommi as well. Right. And Geezer Butler. Yeah. And so- when one of them goes, it's mm. like there's still some kind of spirit that sort of lingers on yeah. from it. Mm. It's not just from one one member. Mm. But Doom was kind of Yeah. I mean, he was his own project. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
when you listen to mm, food, mm. which is like I think his best of his his like uh, solo work. Yeah, it's like pretty much everything that was on that production, mm. rapping, mixing, everything like that. Yeah, it's like that would have been all been him, and right. so everyone that worked on that yeah. is gone. Yeah, exactly. It's like you would never be able to capture ever mm. the feeling of Operation Doomsday no. again. No. On a record. So it's yeah. Yeah. Very uh very sad. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, just the amount of skill that he had in his albums. And I think it was yeah, a bit mixed in with like yeah, the tragedies what happened through his life and just his work ethic maybe. But just something there's like a blend of these aspects of his life that just made him one of the best, you know? Yeah. Where he could think of these rhymes that I don't I don't understand how any MC can put a rhyme together and make it sound good, but let alone Doom's level of like, oh my God, all the like metaphors and the similes and like all of these things in the same sentence and everything rhymes. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, you could constantly like just like break down all of his yeah and like at surface level it, it probably just sounds like he is just <laughs> rhyming words with words and yeah that's all but it's like yeah if that's, you if you really hmm. dig down into it you could probably find you know double triple on tundras mm-hmm. you know had this relates <laughs> to this and that but even if it was just all random yeah it still sounds it still sounds super cool yeah and like even like I've been listening to it for so long, I I don't think there's one whole Mad Villain song mm. that I can just like recite off by heart. Wow, still because it's just like it's yeah. just too, it's just going <laughs> going yeah. here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think yeah, I don't think there's anyone ever gonna even come close to that. Like you can have you can say like Aesop, like I'm a I'm a big fan of Aesop, right? Mm. Where you can still see that he. It's a different type. It's a different type. Like with him, is a bit more. You can, it's it's abstract, and you sort of have to dig deeper, but not to the level where Doom was. Like, I think it, it was a perfect way of saying. It. I think Danger Mouse was just like, yeah, you got to after listening to his this, you need to look get the Thoris uh, Thoris out. Is it a Thoris? Is how it is? is a Thoris. The Thoris. That's yeah. It. yeah, yeah, yeah. A Thoris. <laughs> a Thoris out. <laughs> but yeah, just to figure out which way he just insulted you seventy-five times in that one sentence. You yeah. Know? Like, um, <laughs> and um, with his son, he was saying. Like, I think an interviewer asked him was like, "Does he f- want to be a rapper? Does he want to follow in like your footsteps, type of thing?" And he's like. No, he's not really interested in rap, but he's very good lyricist. Like he used to like write stories and stuff like that and do all that. So, yeah, I think his skill of a rhymer was that good that it transformed. It went on to his son, you know, like transferred through the bloodline. That's it. Yeah. Yours would probably be Danger Doom. Your Um, favorite? My favorite? Yeah. I I don't know. I think so. I love Danger Doom so much. Was that your first sort of introduction to him? My first introduction was on. Demon Days. Oh, of course. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. yeah, which I didn't know it was him for years because I didn't know who Doom was. And then I came back to listen to it. I'm like, oh my God, this is the whole song with Doom. Yeah, I'm like, pretty sure even on like Spotify and everything like that, he's not credited no, it's not or credited featured. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know what my first album of Doom would have been. I think you would have... I think Mad Villainy was one of the first things. But definitely when... Because I was going... Yeah, you know, not going through my danger mouse phase i still am in my danger mouse phase but mm. 
<laughs> listening to anything else he makes. And I think what made me a big fan was listening to Dan- Danger Mouse talk about Doom more than any of the music. Was yeah. hearing how much someone I respect so much talk about Doom and how much he respects Doom was just like, well, I got to gotta check this guy yeah. out and how much talent he has. Like, I, I, I kind of felt that as well because it would have been sort of around the same time when I was getting like super into mm-hmm. Odd Future and yeah. and Tyler and all that. And then I think it was at South by Southwest and there's a video of Tyler, Tyler and Earl doing curls. meeting. Meet, oh, like they, they oh, meet, sorry, yeah. they meet uh, Doom yeah. outside yeah, yeah. and they were like fanboying like crazy that like pretty sure Earl started crying like after Doom left <laughs> yeah. and then like they're both just looking at each other like, like this is crazy. Like yeah, one of the dudes that we like looked up and telling we're meeting him and he knows who we are. And so- and I still liked him mm. back then. Yeah. But then it's like two of my other favorites. Right. It's like, you know, I probably, I don't know if I saw them on like equal levels. I probably saw them equal levels in terms of enjoyment. Yeah. But then these other two that I really enjoyed, just like fanboying super hard <laughs> over this other one. It just like yeah. uh, gave credit of like, oh, this guy, he's obviously really good. If like right. other people that I really respect are just like, oh, yeah, like the big dudes in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to do. Did they do curls? Pardon? Uh, they were doing it like not on stage, but there is a video of them singing curls like while Doom is on stage. It might be. The oh, it, like it might have been right. like because it was at a festival that Doom was playing. Oh, and maybe go, even yeah. Tyler and Earl were playing the same festival. Yeah. And then it just- from what I've seen, it's in like the same video of their like. I think it was Curls, actually, now right. that I remember it. Yeah. And it was just I like, just remember yeah. Tyler yeah. didn't get the money like Curls. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, like, while they're doing that and then the video after, they made him. Right, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. crazy. It, the fact that he's gone now is just almost yeah, more depressing in the sense that is, yeah, no one else is going to do even anything remotely similar to Doom. He's had such an inspire, like on Tyler and Earl, but mm. they don't try to do Doom the way he did it. Because no. I don't think anyone can approach that. No one can do these types of rhymes in the way he did it. No. And I mean, maybe like lyrically, you know, maybe someone could. Yeah. Or even flow-wise, everything like that. Mm. But, you know, it was the persona that really yeah. made it yeah. like sort of all come together. And so, if anyone, yeah. if anyone tried to sort of, you know, mm. impose on that yeah. kind of concept, yeah. everyone would be like, well... What are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah. Hey, everyone. Editor J-Man here. Just here to do some quick housekeeping. Firstly, massive shout out to Gentle Ghost for letting me use his song Puzzled as the official theme of Jams. Also, do you know I have an Instagram? Probably not as it's the first I've mentioned it. But if you want behind the scenes content, heads up on the album choice for the next episode and snippets of my vinyl collection, check me out there at jmanski underscore. All right. No more promo, I promise. Back to the episode. So, with all of Doom's personas... Is because he's got a lot. He's got a, lot. <laughs> he's got a whole lot. Do you have like your preference? I'm guessing because oh. Mad Villainy is a is he talking? Is he as Doom in this album or is he Mad Villain? It's like, well, if you're going off the illest villains intro, yeah, Mad Villain is two, yeah. So really, it should be Doom and, and Mad Lib, yeah, but. 
it's also Quaz that's sort of featured yeah, in like right. throughout the album, like on yeah. Shadows of Tomorrow yeah. and all of that. Yeah. So whether it's him and Doom, mm. yeah, I'm not entirely sure, but I know that like say on Fancy Clown, yeah, where it's Victor Vaughn, yeah, who's talking yeah. about Doom, Doom, yeah, yeah sleeping with so his girlfriend, yeah. yeah. So it's like he's talking about Doom because he refers to it as like Tinhead, right? So he's, yeah. he's got the mask, yeah, but whether. So, whether MF Doom is a part of Mad Villain yeah. or Mad Villain is mm. Doom in right. a way. Like, I like the fact that we're still, like, uncertain even though it's been so long. And it's, yeah. You know, that's just amazing. That's just There's, like, a bit of mystery to... around it. Yeah, that's it. There's so much mystery to... But if you're going off Illa's villains, it yeah. does say not one, but two. Uh, yeah. You know, like... Right. Two really nice boys on the wrong <laughs> yes, side of the law. So he's referring to two people. So Madlib has to be in that, right? You know, yeah. a part of it in some respects. <laughs> exactly. And that's it. Like, I think we're neglecting Madlib a little bit because he is also like a very solid oh, yeah. reason on why this album is just where it is in you know in mm-hmm. your community. Like it wouldn't have been you know MF Doom has done solo projects, but they haven't. I don't know if they've hit the same, like, appeal as they have as Mad Villainy. What do you think? Where it's like, like, M-Food, like, Uh, talked about, but... Yeah. Mad Villainy is definitely seen as Doom's best. Yeah. And maybe even Mad Libs. Right. Um, But, I mean, even... And I think maybe the whole supervillain kind of, like, theme... Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, definitely. Yeah. Like everyone just thinks it's cool. And like yeah. mm, food. Yeah. You know, it's like all food references. Yeah. It's like <laughs> is that really cool? It's like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like I think like I think yeah, mm, food is probably my favorite. Yeah. Solo wise. Operation Doomsday is still mm-hmm. really cool too. Mm-hmm. And I've been really getting into um was it born like this? Yeah, that's yeah. like a really dark. Yeah, and that's kind of got like a villain type, mm. type like I don't know sentiment to it. Yeah. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think it was a question. I think I asked a question maybe twenty minutes. We're talking about Madly. We're talking about Madly. We're talking about Labs' like effect on Doom and like how it sort of like made this album one of Doom's most solid in his discography, basically. Yeah, I mean, I think. Doom was a better rapper than a producer. Right. Not to say that he was a bad producer at all. I no. think he was really good. Yeah. He's just probably not. Yeah. Uh, or probably definitely not on yeah. Mad Libs level, as yeah. is virtually yeah, no one. So, yeah. you know, a lot of songs is just him. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm pretty sure only Doom helped produce mm-hmm. Illus Villains, like the intro. I think that's his only yeah, um, production sort of effort that's yeah. put into it. Yeah, yeah, all the rest is it's completely is, madly. is, is madlib. Mm. So when you got songs like "Do Not Fire," yeah, it's just like <laughs> it's a crazy. It's just there's so much going on. Yeah, yeah, like for, for them to be like whole songs, yeah. like yeah, yeah, rain, like, oh, sick fit. Oh yeah. my god, man! <laughs> <laughs> like some of the instrumentals are like better than, like I would say, sick fit. Mm-hmm. Straight is going straight after America's Most Blunted. Mm. That kind of like transition into Sick Fit. Yeah, that's like one of my favorite like parts of the whole album. Yeah, like Sick Fit as a whole, and like on the bait when the bass comes in. Yeah, that's one of my favorite bits. So yeah. some of my favorite bits. Doom's mm. not 
anywhere <laughs> on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just two of the best, basically, just going at it, basically. The two of the best working with each other and then making this album. Like, it's yeah. no surprise on the quality of it. No. And it's crazy to think that Madlib was just making so many of these as well. You would think that the quality wouldn't be as good if he's turning out, you know, oh, 100 yeah. songs a couple of days. But they're you know from what we can see here like they're all really solid and you never hear a mad lib beat as like this what is this type of thing at least for the most part you're like oh yeah yeah like, for the most part you know like back to the album there was I, I think i really fell into it like the the last couple songs really really amazing to me like i love the way they all flow to each other i think it started from like maybe like fancy clown yeah and then all the way down to Rhinestone cowboy i think that outro section is perfect especially rhinestone cowboy i think that's a perfect i think the intro and outro to these this album is just perfect there's no yeah. better way of yeah because a rhinestone cowboy sounds like an actual yeah like farewell kind of thing yeah and they're applauding yeah and they're, yeah 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 and he keeps cutting them off to just keep rapping which yeah really good. <laughs> but yeah and it's on um fancy clown it took me a couple of listens and i had to look up the lyrics but yeah doom is so victor vaughn is rapping about doom cheating like his girl cheating on him Victor Vaughn Doom, Doom. <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is like no one else could even think about writing a song <laughs> like that <laughs> but that's like the one the one song where there's like a very clear mm. um yeah. story story yeah yeah definitely. from start to finish mm. but even then that's not clear unless you know who Doom is because if you don't yeah no, who do me is you just think it's a generic song about how his girlfriend cheated on him. Yeah. But then you, uh, like, of course, in Doom's way, like, he's making it obvious, but also, like, intricate in the same way. Yeah. In the sense that he's talking about another alter ego that he has. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And I like how, I think the difference, like, it's this verb, like, verbally there's difference between his characters, but vocally there's not. It's not like a Quasimodo thing where Mad Lib changes his voice. With yeah. Doom, it's, Victor Vaughn, whoever it is, it's always the same thing. So, yeah. in the intro, it's like, it's Victor Vaughn. And that's the only indication you get. Like, yeah. he just raps the exact same. <laughs> yeah. At the start, it's Victor. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, yeah, if you're not paying attention and you don't really know the whole, like, doom lore, like, that would sort of go over your head and you think it's a generic song. But, yeah, I think it's just yeah. always... But that's the thing. Time. It's like, yeah, you're looking at the feature. Like, yeah. it says feature Victor Vaughn. Yeah. If people don't know that that's just another persona. 100%. Yeah. It's like, I might think Victor Vaughn's like, I don't know. Oh, maybe he produced the track or something. Cause yeah. it sounds the exact same as Doom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, I'm forgetting what song it was, but there was a song that had Mad Lib without the change in his voice. He does an American Most Blinded End Shadows of Tomorrow. Oh, there you go. Right. Yeah. Which I think is quite rare, isn't it? For Mad Lib to rap without using automation like using i'm pretty sure he just did that initial like pitch pitch change because he doesn't like the sound oh, of yeah. his normal voice right. when he raps yeah. but, but i think i think it works see i pre i prefer that to his quasimodo voice like to his pitched voice it annoys me because i it, it takes a bit getting used to yeah 100 it's like a danny brown type of situation where you have to like listen to it for ages and then you're like okay this is good Danny Brown's voice is more annoying than Quas. <laughs> <laughs> and I like Danny Brown. <laughs> See, I'll fight you on that. Uh, uh, now I love my Danny Brown, but Quasimodo, I couldn't listen to a whole album because his voice is just... He's he's not like a fantastic rapper either. Right. He's not like super lyrical yeah. or anything like that. 
like I would say lyrically Shadows of Tomorrow is probably the the weakest yeah and that's like mainly but that beat is so <laughs> yeah. good beat's great though <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like is there any sort of like can you choose a favourite song from the album like, oh god I don't know it's like one of your favourite albums ever and like listening to just I mean like figuring out just your favourite is a bit of a hard question I've listened to accordion too many times. Yep. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yep. <laughs> Even though I still love it. That beat and accordion, oh my good. Accordion's <laughs> very good. Yep. Me grinder, obviously. Mm-hmm. There's so many beat switches in that, which is just sick. <laughs> They're all good. I even like Bistro. Mm-hmm. And that kind of introduces all the different personas in it too. Right. If you like listen to it, it's just like, you know, um, the spoken word. Yeah. Yeah, he says like Victor Vaughn, Quasimodo, mm. yesterday's new quintet is here. Yeah. Oh, he's and introducing like, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just like it's everyone that's that's them. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, Raid is very good. The mm-hmm. Yeah, there's everything is just so good. Yeah. America's most blunted. Rainbows is very it's kinda of like a See, slowish. Rainbows is my least favorite song on the album. When, if I, whenever I know Rainbows comes up, I'm like, okay, like it's gonna. It's, you skip? I don't skip, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm like, okay, come on, let's get on to the next one. And then, because after Rainbows, it hits sort of that last. This, it just know, kind of brings section. you down. Like it, it's a very slow track. Yeah. Um, even the instrument, like the the horns yeah. and everything on that song, is still very nice. To oh yeah, to. like it's still a good song, but it's just like <laughs> I don't know, when I hear that, I'm like oh yeah, okay, here we go. So let's just get on to kills. Like let's just kills is <laughs> yeah. one of the best. Yeah. Do not fire is a crazy instrumental. You know, I would go between mm-hmm. Rhinestone Cowboy, mm-hmm. Figaro, mm-hmm. Kells. Oh yeah, that's that's fair. That's and fair. maybe Meat Grinder. <laughs> Chuck another one in there. Why not? There you go. I'd probably say four, and only because all caps I've heard so many times as well. Yeah, I guess to that Even point. Even though that is a classic oh, and yeah. great day. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so then I'm just writing off every other song on the album. Like, oh, yeah, they're all, they're all really good. <laughs> they're all the best. <laughs> Can't do it. Yeah. No, that's fair. It's a bit of a hard question to ask you, like, your number one favorite song when it's still, like, your, one of your favorite albums of all time. Actually, what was, what was your favorite song off the, um, if you had one? See... I don't know. I like America's Most Wanted. Oh, sorry, Most Blunted. I don't know. It can't be my favorite song if I said the name wrong. No, I think American's Most Blunted was very solid, but I, I think I enjoy that because I know it was one of the earlier songs they made together. And that was like the first single, I think, from... It was, yeah. yeah. I think it was that and then like, Money Folder. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. But yeah, I think my favorite one, you have to go accordion, I think. Like just because mm-hmm. the instrumental, especially on accordion. Um, but as of right now, Great Day slash Rhinestone Cowboy, like the last two songs on the album. Yeah. Like they're the ones that I liked on my Spotify, like listening to it. And like yeah. they're the ones I want to listen to again, like a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like this has made me appreciate both Mad Lib and Doom a lot more than I did prior to it. Like, you know, because I've listened to Doom albums and I understand that there's more to it. I understand that he's not just rapping for the sake of rapping and being abstract and convoluted for the sake of it. Yeah. But like, you know, looking at, actually looking at lyrics and, you know, listening to this album more than once, you actually, you appreciate it a lot more. Like you appreciate it. There's so much care and effort put into it. Yeah. Everything or so much thought. Like I can't really listen to it now unless I start right from the start. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can't just like go back and forth. Mm-hmm. I could maybe like, you know, jump to a song that I like. Yeah. You know, like you, 
you pick an album and then you put it on shuffle. Yeah, it's like it's not, not happening. Uh, it's not happening. <laughs> you need your forty-five minutes. <laughs> oh yeah, but I also can't. I feel like I can't put it on that much because when I do have it on, mm. I end up leaving it on for a few days because it's <laughs> yeah. Because then when I put like you know I'll get in the car and I'll play. Yeah, I won't turn it off. Yeah. And then I'll get out of the car, do my stuff, and I'll go back in the car and it plays again. I'm not going to turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> so, it just kind of ends up staying on for a few days. Yeah. Right. I've like been so- there for like a week. <laughs> like- <laughs> so, you've never gotten sick of it? Like, you've never been like, no. I'm done now? No. Never. In no. how many years has it been since you've... So you were in year eight. Yeah, so... Wow. Um, I've been minute. for... Oh, 13, 14. Right. I think okay. year eight, I was 13. Like so over a decade, or a decade, you haven't got over a decade for sure. Didn't get no. sick of him. No, I haven't got sick of it. And even with his death, like there was still stuff coming out afterwards because he just just on it. He was just always releasing stuff. Yeah, obviously with the the Zarface record, and yeah. um, there was with, there was something else too. But there was an atmosphere song that is credited. I think is his last, the last thing he ever recorded. It was something. Oh, it was a feature. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was cookies, cookie something. Oh, yeah, you're right. No, no, no. Cookie, yeah. Do you know the one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the one with like, the cream background and balloons. Um, mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know balloons. what you mean. Yeah. Um, I think it was cookie, why cookie it's cold right now, but yeah. <laughs> but um, and, he's, oh, and they were like really like almost eerie lines. Right. Like, on his feature. Right. It was something about like him having to leave and stuff like that. It mm. was it was weird. Everyone's just like, again, kind of everything just fit into mm. that whole narrative of he yeah. mm. says he needs to go, yeah. needs to leave, then he goes. Yeah, it's like this is what villains do. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, he's cause of death is still unknown, right? Like I, I think so. I mean, I haven't like I haven't was, looked it up. Right. So it could be released by now. But um, I don't know if that has to come out from his family, like mm. then they Legally. then they like come out and say, "Oh, guys, if you want to know, this is how it happened. This is what the autopsy or whatever says." But it's like, and if we never know, mm. that's fine. It's like the dude was like what forty something, forty nine when he passed. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, it could be anything at that point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like if it's a heart attack. It's you know, yeah. That man. If he was murdered, then it'd be like, <laughs> then it'd be yeah, like, yeah. okay, well, yeah. what the hell happened? Yeah, yeah. But he you know, just, just died peacefully in his home. Yeah. Like, I think if it was something that, you know, wouldn't have been such an instant killer, he probably would have referenced it in songs and he would have, like, yeah, you know, knowing yeah. Doom, knowing the character of Doom, um, you know, he probably yeah. would have, like, made hints, like, maybe not as a. Like oblique is like as Bowie did it, where Bowie was straight up like, "I'm dying, lol, I'm out of here." Type of thing. Oh, like on, on Black Star, yeah. yeah. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I think he, he in, in his own way he would have maybe like hinted at it. So maybe that's what yeah. you mean in that, in that song, where it's like he could be referencing like, "Yeah, I'm out." I'm yeah, out possibly. And I think, and I mean, I haven't heard. I think I only heard that that song like once or twice because yeah. I didn't like think. Whoever that original song is by, yeah, like the original person, I'm yeah. not like huge on them. So yeah. I really just listened to it for the for the Doom feature, yeah, and then yeah. I listened to that. I was just yeah. like, oh, it's it's okay, yeah. And yeah. that was it. But from what I remember, he sounded very like there was no energy, mm. like it didn't sound like really like enthusiastic. Be on it was just kind of like it was just 
Yeah. And sometimes that's his appeal. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Like I remember the the EP that he did with with Westside Gun and Westside Gun is like super like <laughs> Yeah. Uh animated in his voice and like yeah. super energetic and then Doom comes mm-hmm. on, he's got just like the low low voice and he's just kind of yeah. just no, it's like the yep. the contrast. So I know that that's like the appeal of his as well, mm. but it just sounded different. Yeah, on that on that feature, yeah. whatever yeah. that song's called, Cookie something, <laughs> Cookie something, Cookie split or something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and there was also as in an interview with Atmosphere, he was saying like talking about Doom's death, and he was saying like he got his text like it was Doom's Wait, who first was sent to him. Who was talking about them? Um, Atmosphere was. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Atmosphere was saying like he got this yeah, response from Doom like a couple days prior to his death. Mm. Like it would have been like the last thing that he actually like sent out. And um, you can hear he sounds different in that verse, in Doom's verse in that song where he sounds very like groggy almost where he's just very thick, vo- like very voiced and he's like, yeah. yeah, I don't know if we're reading into it too much. But yeah, that was I think officially the last thing that he actually like did before he passed mm. and like even atmosphere didn't know it was oh no sorry atmosphere um slug slug from atmosphere because yeah. atmosphere is two people i'm pretty certain um but yeah even because he didn't know about it even like doom's family didn't tell anyone and doom didn't say anything was sick like everyone found out on even madly found out through that yeah. instagram post as everyone else yeah and then when um slug saw that and he sort of put two and two together he's like shit that was like two days before mm. <laughs> like you know, so it's, yeah, he was working up to the last minute, you know, type of thing, which yeah. isn't surprising. But. Yeah, that would have been all he would have mm. really lived for at that point. Obviously, his wife, but it's like his yeah. son and stuff was gone. So, it was like, yeah, that was yeah, it's, the thing that sort of just mm. kept him going. It's it's crazy to think that he didn't have an ego. Like, he didn't get an ego. Like, he was confident in himself. And you can tell that through his rhymes that he was saying, like, I am better than 90% of people that do this. But you hear him talk in interviews and you, for the most part, you can just tell that his ego didn't grow even no. though he was lyrically one of the best and probably he will be one of the best to ever do it. Yeah. Thing, you know? I think, like, he was just very passionate about like i think he got very passionate about like his producing and stuff as well even like some of the later stuff yeah that he was working on with other rappers and and whatnot Mm. and he was like going more and more away from rapping more into like the productive side so i think yeah it's like if you had Mm. if you had a huge ego and you're like i generally am better than everyone else well it's like you probably you know like some, like, yeah, I don't know, you think of like Jay-Z and stuff, you know, yeah. being super yeah. old, not super old, but you know, like they're in their yeah. 40s, 50s, Jay-Z like, you know, uh, yeah. Jay-Z and Snoop and everything like mm. that. It's like, and they're still rapping mm. and they're still like adamant of like, you know, one of the best. And it's like, mm, maybe they are, but maybe Doom just, yeah, he was a really good rapper, but I think he just sort of realized like, you know. In the end, maybe his passion was in the production side. Yeah. You know, it's like he kind of did what he set out to do with Mad Villain and all like the earlier records. And then when he was slowing down, maybe just like you know, didn't need to. Yeah. You don't need. You don't need to keep <laughs> keep just putting stuff out all the time. Yeah, and slow yeah. down a bit. And mm. yeah. yeah, that's it. Is there anything good. else you want to mention before you wrap up? Is there any sort of things we haven't sort of talked about? Or anything about this album or Doom or Mad Lib? Oh, gosh, no. If no one yeah. has listened to it, mm-hmm. you need to do ASAP. 
That's it. Yeah. Go listen to Mad Villainy. Yep. Yeah, go listen to Mad Villainy. Um, go listen to, to Quaz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that voice suits. <laughs> you like that voice? Uh, yeah. yeah. Operation Doomsday. Mm, food. Born like this. All of it. You can't go wrong. Can't go wrong with any two, man. There's so no. many different... If you know any artists, Doomers probably has an album with them. But that all the different... Exactly. <laughs> at this point. <laughs> exactly. Everyone's probably already heard of him from, from Gorillaz anyways. Exactly. So, yeah. you may as well just... You know, you've already dipped your little toes in. That's it. Get in there. Yeah. Get in there. Listen to his discography. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, thank you for, you know, coming out and recording this podcast, Chris. Oh, thank you, brother. It. Oh, that's all right. Hopefully, you've had a good old time. Let's talking about your Doom skis and your Mad Lib skis and... <laughs> I haven't said well, ski once. You what? I haven't said ski once this whole podcast until now. You haven't? No, I've, I've been a good boy. You'll, you'll listen back to it. Every second word. I just haven't said anything. <laughs> it's just in my subconscious now. <laughs> skis. Yeah. Well, if you ever need someone to come back on and. Oh, definitely. I'll have you back on. Discuss whoever, whatever else there is. <laughs> I'm sure you got a couple more albums up in there, don't you? Yeah, you got maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you got a couple more. You'll be back. We'll always be back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, well, thank you again, Mr. Chris. Thanks for having me, man. All right, cool. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Papa. Thanks, Papa. <laughs> <laughs>